Greetings, my name is Dave. And I'm Stacy. Welcome to the Plants Change My Life podcast. We are a husband and wife team living in Houston, arguably the barbecue capital of Texas, who share a passion for good food and holistic wellness. We are on a mission to inspire people to live their best lives through healthy food choices, one meal at a time. Every individual making these choices today will help create a legacy of good health and wellness for the next generation. In this podcast, you'll hear stories from people who have experienced awesome changes with a plant-based lifestyle. We'll also feature other amazing individuals whose voices help with our mission. Today, we're talking to a woman who suffered from high blood pressure and major feminine health issues until she finally listened to the tugging at her heart, urging her to change her lifestyle. Nina Bruton says within the first six months of transitioning to a plant-based diet, she lost over 40 pounds and felt a dramatic healing taking place in her body, her mind, and even her spirit. Grab your tea and take a seat. Here's her story. here with Nina Bruton, a multi-talented host, performance artist, author, and educator. She's passionate about walking in the light, being a light in the world, and inspiring others to find and shine their own light. I'm so excited to have her here to talk about how a plant-based diet has changed her life. Thank you for joining us, Nina. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That was a great introduction. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You're good at this. Well, thank you. I tried. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm so excited to have you here. Let's get started by learning a little bit about you and where you're from and where you're located now. Well, originally, I'm from Wichita, Kansas. Oh, really? (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, And I have been here in the Hampton Roads area that is southeastern Virginia uh, for mm, almost 20 years. Wow. Uh, Yeah, I was stationed at Langley Air Force Base back in 2001 when I was 21. And uh, when I separated from the Air Force back in 2005, I remained and uh, the next year, I met my wonderful husband, Raphael, and here we are 12 years later, yes. <laughs> down the road from, you know, his birth city and where I started out my time, uh, my life in Virginia. And we're here now in Chesapeake, which is uh, all part of the greater Hampton Roads metropolitan area. So Norfolk is nearby, Virginia Beach, Hampton University in Hampton, Virginia, along with Langley, Newport News, all of those cities are right around here. So it's a lovely area. I love it. I've heard a lot of great things about Mm -hmm. it. And and the pictures are very beautiful. Yes. So what is the plant-based culture like in your area? Honestly, it's grown immensely, even in the last two or three years. Um, When I first transitioned to plant-based back in 2015, it was not as vibrant Mm -hmm. (laughs) or... um, It wasn't as vibrant as it is now. And so I think that it's really taken off. There's a really strong community here. So there's a lot of people who are um, who lean plant based, as you know, we kind of mentioned when we were uh, chatting before. Um, And so restaurants are popping up in the area that are more uh, vegan friendly, if you will. And it's funny. I, I the headquarters of PETA is here. But we didn't have up until, like I said, recently, we didn't have a really big plant based, you know, and vegan um, community. Mm -hmm. So it was ironic to me that, you know, in downtown Norfolk is this big building for PETA, but we couldn't get a lot of plant based restaurants. And I don't know what the deal was with that. But that shift has changed uh, uh, in recent years. There's definitely been a shift. And with that... um, yeah, I've seen the area, the area just ex- expanding greatly. We've even had um, a, a couple of um, vegan, uh, what do we, how do we call them? What festivals, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. Uh, in recent years. So there's definitely, of course, this year, 
COVID has put a damper on all the things. Yeah. So even uh, people were, were planning. I know a sister, a vegan chef in the area who was planning to launch a soul vegan event this year, which I was actually planning to host. But yeah, all of that was put on pause. So it's growing exponentially. Very proud of the way it's growing in the area. Yes. That's awesome. And that's interesting, too, about PETA being there. And <laughs> right. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> so what's your favorite place to eat there in the area? Ooh. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could name my husband and I love to eat. OK, we he told me before we got married, he said, if I don't do nothing else for you, I will make sure you are well fed. OK, and he didn't lie. Like, if we don't do nothing else. We will eat well. Um, and even our even our honeymoon, we, we honeymooned in Savannah and like we planned out a week's worth of OK, every meal every day. We're going to a new restaurant like that's how serious we are about the thing. And so all that to say. I don't know. No, um, <laughs> there was really I, I always appreciate a good soup. So if there's ramen involved, mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Some sort of uh, faux. OK, uh, uh, excuse me. Pho, I want to be uh, I want to be correct here. Um, and there's a really good what's really funny when I tell people that I'm, I'm vegan or I have been v- vegan or try to follow a plant based diet is um <laughs> one thing that I tell them is that, you know, I honestly didn't, people think, oh, well, you're vegan. That means you eat salads all the time. And for like the first year, I didn't eat salads at all. Like there, I was Mm -hmm. so busy exploring, exploring. I was so busy exploring all the different things that I could do with plants that salads was like the least of what I did. Mm -hmm. Right. But there is a restaurant called the greenhouse kitchen, which my husband and I love dearly. Um, and it's down on Granby Street in downtown Norfolk. And they have, it's not a vegan spot, but they have these salads that are huge. And they put, my husband can get something there. You know, we could take a steak, a meat and potatoes type, you know, a country boy there to eat. And mm-hmm. he'd still be satisfied with these salads. And one of the things that I loved about the Greenhouse Kitchen was their, uh, their willingness they were very much willing to make sure that anyone who is looking for a salad that they didn't just remove the meat, right? Because that's what happens at a lot of these restaurants that don't have vegan options, quote unquote. They'll just, oh, well, yeah, well, we can just take the chicken off or we can right. just, you know, take the, and it's like, no, mm-hmm. if I'm paying $20 for right. a thing, I want to eat the thing. Like you, <laughs> you yes. have chefs back there, let's make it happen. And the greenhouse kitchen was always really good at say, at the chef saying, you know what? I think I know what you would like boom, boom, in making something for you or accommodating you in some form of fashion. So I think that the greenhouse kitchen would probably have to be my, my favorite that comes to mind right now. Yeah. I love, I love places like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it really shows in places like that really shows. And this is one thing that I think is really important is that all these people who are study and I'm sure that they've studied greatly, their chefs, you know, they take pride in what they do, but they're used to only they're used to the American culture of cooking, mm-hmm. you know, or if they've even studied in Europe or whatever, wherever the case may be, meat is always the, the center, you know, it's the, it's the focal point of meals. But I think that it really takes, especially in our American culture, it really takes um, uh, talent to be able to step outside of what you yeah. know and what you're comfortable with in preparing uh, plants in a way that is still um, exciting and yes. refreshing and interesting to to uh, the person who's eating them. Yes, that is so true. Mm-hmm. My sister told me recently she went to a restaurant because she just started trying to do a plant based thing. And she said she went to a restaurant and everything, even the sides had meat in it. And I'm oh, just like, yes. that shows a lack of creativity. It does show a lack of creativity. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna throw this ham hock in this <laughs> pot of green beans. Like you don't need... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. You don't need that in it. I try to tell people that during Thanksgiving too. So there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's go back to the very beginning. Oh you, boy. You, so you you started this trend. You made this decision to transition back mm-hmm. in 2015. You 2015. Said? Yeah. Um. And it's been quite a journey since then. And we'll get to all the details. But 
I, I first started back in 2015 and I transitioned in August of that year. And it started because like many black women, I um, have lived with uterine fibroids for years and I've had the myomectomies and I've had the other procedures that I can't even recall the name of, but just trying to rid my body of, of these, um, of these growths. And, you know, I, I struggled for year with heavy, for years with heavy periods and, you know, excessive uh, 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 moods, like th- everything that could possibly go wrong, right, with, with, mm-hmm. <laughs> with womanhood, mm-hmm. I felt like I was dealing with. And for uh, earlier that year, I remember people kept uh, telling me, Nina, you, you got to get with this sister, Chef Aki from Atlanta, you know, this, this, this uh, brother, Dr. Amun, like they would keep naming and people would send me articles and send me their posts on Instagram, like you just you got to check these people out, right? They're black vegans, like that was the, how it first started, like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. <laughs> this black vegans. And this was something that wasn't necessarily a black thing quote unquote or something that a lot of African Americans I knew were doing right Mm -hmm. because again growing up in Wichita Kansas and my parents raised in the south there's ham in everything right there's a ham hock there's a turkey neck there's something and so I remember going and looking and just being like oh my god I think like we said earlier like vegans I could never I could never and for (laughs) months I was like oh my god I could just never and would say it out loud and then I remember praying about it one I think during a month of July that year I was always I was not well I had like allergy issues I had a respiratory infection like I went to a patient first right like three times in one week I had $150 in copays like Because it was just always something. And I finally was like, Lord, I cannot do this anymore. What in the world? And I heard it so clearly, you will be healed by your obedience. And I thought, okay, let's give this thing. And that's where the idea, I started really looking into it and then thinking, well, how am I supposed to go about doing this? And I didn't think cold turkey was realistic, right? I have a whole husband that I cook for. Mm -hmm. He wasn't he's not about this life at all (laughs) like what um but I just made a determination that August I by what I the way I transitioned the way I transitioned I started out um okay at the end of the first week right I'll say okay the end of the first week of August I will have given up pork and beef which I didn't eat a whole lot of anyway I will have given up pork and beef. Okay, by the end of the second week, I will have given up maybe chicken and fish, right? And then by the end of that month, then that left me, okay, all cheese, all other dairy, um, you know, uh, um, um, I was already doing plant milks for years anyway. So I just started eliminating. So that way, I remember by the end of August, I looked up one day in early September and told someone for the first time at a barbecue competition, no less, that I had brought my lunch and they were like, what are you eating with all this food over here? And I was like, oh, well, I'm vegan. And I stopped and said, I did it. Like, this is the first time I've ever said out loud, like, this is the life that I'm living. And from there, it was kind of full steam ahead. Wow. So, so you took it, you did the gradual baby steps. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. I did. So was it hard? Like, was it what was the hardest thing for you to, to give up? Like you were doing the stuff every week. Yeah. The hardest thing for me to give up eventually were eggs. Like most people, <laughs> most people say cheese. Like, oh, my God, giving up cheese. Was, I just like cheese on things. And it's like and I thought that would be the most difficult part for me. But eggs like because it's such an easy something to whip up right mm-hmm. <laughs> you right. can boil them you can scramble them right quick I can make an egg sandwich you know whatever the case and so um and even that it wasn't necessarily difficult but again in the beginning I was so excited about the new life that I was exploring food and using foods and using uh, spices and flavor in new ways so you know while people are like oh my god I could never that'd be so boring it's like no it's not boring at all like mm-hmm. you know especially if you love food the way I explained what I do earlier <laughs> right you get to explore it opens your world up to foods that you never considered or never considered cooking like that or you know whatever the case may be you know growing up again with 
uh, parents raised in the South, my father would throw stuff, you know, throw Brussels sprouts in a pot or throw some, you know, greens in a pot and boil them all day. Like Mm -hmm. there's a better way to prepare, (laughs) to prepare collards. Like there are other ways to prepare these things and taking the time to explore all of those things made it not so difficult. Mm hmm. So what are some of the things that you, when you were starting out, what are some of the things you're eating? Oh, I mean, first of all, there was avocado every day mm-hmm. uh, on something. On, uh, I don't care what I was eating. There was avocado involved, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> and uh, I really enjoyed, of course, quinoa was really good. Um, and lentils. I found ways to make, you know, I made a lentil meatloaf, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, I made lentil soups. Again, my love for soup. Um and I was discovering squash in different ways to prepare squash, roasting it and making, you know, cooking it and then making uh, purees. So, goodness, I could go on and on about some of my favorite things. Um, but, yeah, I think I really. Uh, oh, one of my favorite soups and maybe I'll send over that recipe. <laughs> one of my favorite things to make was is this curry soup. Chickpeas ended up being like my go-to because yes. you could do so much with those mm-hmm. as well. You could throw them in a soup. You can make quote unquote meat out of it. You know, uh, there's just a number of things. So I think that that ended up being one of my go-tos. I kept chickpeas on deck for sure. Yes, we we love chickpeas too. <laughs> there is so much you can do with them. You can even make desserts with chickpeas. <gasps> <What>? <laughs> like brownies, blondies, you should say blondies. I've never <laughs> even considered. And the good thing for me is I'm not really big on sweets. Like I I'm a savory and salty girl. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't even considered that, but yeah. I'll have to look well, at it. We have gluten-free babies, so mm. I have to think of stuff outside of the wheat. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, they have wheat allergies, so I'm just like, what can I make? Gotcha. I like it. I like it. <laughs> yes. So I know, so your husband is still the meat and potatoes guy. So as you're starting out and you're cooking, I guess, how do you how do you do that when you're starting out? Are you adding something extra to satisfy your husband well are you making two different meals that's uh that was always a, a very <laughs> very the first question people would ask me I will say this um I did often just make um two separate meals so if I'm making baked spaghetti right I don't want to say two separate meals if I'm making something like baked spaghetti I do a half of a pan right with cheese and then the other half or another small pan over here uh, uh dairy free Mm-hmm. What I will say is that when it comes to things like like spaghetti and uh, that we did not use ground meat, I <laughs> bless his heart. Let me back up and tell this. I made a baked spaghetti with um, shiitake mushrooms, right? Chopped up mushrooms and uh, excuse me and made the spaghetti he ate it this is someone who insists who has always insisted that he hates mushrooms right oh (laughs) (laughs) he murdered his side of the pan he loved it life was great and i we must have been with friends uh, a a week or so later just happened to hang out with some friends and they asked me well what you just asked well nina what do you do and i said well just last week i made a vegetarian dish and he really enjoyed it he was like what you mean (laughs) (laughs) what you mean a vegetarian dish and I said yeah well the baked spaghetti had mushrooms what what and he had this whole fuss right you know I hate mushrooms I said but clearly you don't yes (laughs) and so right and so he he come to find out there were a number of things that I learned to prepare that he actually enjoyed so while he didn't go vegan or adopt a plant-based life he did enhance this my change in lifestyle did also change his own uh, just by the trying new things he found that he liked things more than he thought he did that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) even though he he will insist to this day that i tricked him (laughs) sir no one tricked i just didn't have time to talk to you about this we're not going to discuss it (laughs) yes that's hilarious so what are some of the you talked about having fibroids and that that was your like your your reason for trying Mm -hmm, going mm -hmm. plant-based after going plant-based what are some of the the positive impacts that 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 you found by changing your diet? Well, um, let's see. 
I, uh, this is me trying to determine just how uh, involved (laughs) you may want me to get as far as uh, that time Um, or how detailed I should say. Excuse me. I will say this. Um, I went from having what, uh, what at some point at the worst, I think I had like an 18 day period. Like 18 days. And when I say like 18 days, I mean like 18 days and heavy, nonstop, nonstop. It was to the point where I was just short of getting blood transfusions. I probably should have. Um, And I even had a doctor tell me that like, okay, yeah, you, you're not, you know, you're having trouble with breathing. And I, I think I had like bronchitis or something going on earlier that year. And she's like, but I'm worried about your your full oxygen levels like you're not just having trouble breathing it's because your 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 organs are not getting enough oxygen because I was so anemic and so just things were so terrible and um and I just want to make this point real quick before I, I move on is that I really one of the things that I really want people to do is get to know their bodies in a way where especially women because we're constantly going we're constantly doing for other people you know whether it's our children whether it's our spouses whether it's our parents whatever the case may be we have this tendency to ignore our bodies Mm. when they're when it's trying to tell us (laughs) ma'am yes (laughs) I'm not getting enough oxygen right this is me beating myself up oh my god I'm so out of shape I'm so this I'm so that and it's like you're not out of shape I'm you know, I tried to run a 10K that year. Uh, well, the year before in 2014, I remembered I tried to run a 10K and literally nearly died and couldn't figure out why is my heart pounding this way? Why is and come to find out it was because, again, you know, I found out months later that it was because I there wasn't enough oxygen going through my body, going to my mm-hmm. organs. And so please, people, (laughs) it may not be as extreme as what I was dealing with then, but please, if your body will tell you when it's not right, when things aren't right. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that this journey has done for me, it helped me even know what questions to ask. I learned what questions to ask when I went to the doctor, right? Mm -hmm. When they tell me that I'm anemic, okay, low iron, what is it? But we don't really get to know what that means and what we can do to change it. Mm -hmm. So... Um, some of the biggest changes that I saw were quote unquote normal periods within four months. I think I had a really bad experience in December of that year. But after that, it's like my body started to readjust and things got relatively normal. Am I fibroid free? No. Have I been as disciplined as I could be? No. <laughs> <laughs> so there are many, le- you know, reasons why I may not be totally fibroid free, but I would be lying if I said that it did not change my, that the lifestyle didn't help me out immensely. If it didn't make me a healthier version of, of, you know, I went from 225 pounds and a, a strong size 18 within four months, I lost 40 pounds. I mean, it fell off of me. The weight fell off of me and all in all, I've lost 75 pounds and have kept it off. So I've gone from 225. Can I do math? I've gone from 225 ish, <laughs> you know, somewhere around there to flex in between, you know, 185. At my lowest, I think I got down to 180. And so while weight wasn't, weight loss wasn't my goal, it was necessary. Mm-hmm. It was so very necessary. And um, I think right now, I the smallest size I was was in size eight. <clears throat> And mm-hmm. I was a little bobbleheadish then. We brought it back up a little bit, but <laughs> but I wasn't obese, you know, at five seven, ma'am. <laughs> You're not real mm-hmm. tall, right? So you you need to spread some of this out or lose some, one or the other. And so you know, just the weight loss and then the the improved uh, 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 feminine cycles were enough to uh, to show me that no plants are indeed the way to go that that's amazing just can't wait to show you pictures oh my gosh to to go from irregular super long heavy cycles to a normal cycle the impact it was that's amazing it it was life-changing it really was and you don't realize how into how how much your life is interrupted you know Mm -hmm. uh i 
I could tell you stories for days. It was insane. It was insanity. It really was. And I mean, I got to a point where earlier that year in 2015, I was in tears and I told my husband, I said, maybe I should just go ahead and have a hysterectomy because that's what the doctors had been suggesting for years. Mm. You should just, mm-hmm. ma'am, you should just, and you know, from the time I was 32, you should really, and I'm like, I'm 32 with no children yet. No, right. like they were not, and my husband that last time he said, well, babe, maybe you should just try this diet thing. Like he, he, he was encouraging, like maybe just give this one more go, right? To get some mm-hmm. relief. But he knew mm-hmm. I just needed the relief. Right. And I got it. The plants gave me the relief I needed. Wow. Yeah. So this fibroid thing is something. Um, it is, like you mentioned earlier, it is very, mm-hmm. very common. Mm-hmm. Like I, I realized I had fibroids when I was pregnant with my first child mm. um, back in 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom, my mom had fibroids. She had to have like a blood transfusion mm-hmm. one time and mm-hmm. she eventually had a hysterectomy. My sister, my older sister had a hysterectomy. Um, both had huge fibroids. Wow. Um, but I realized I had them when I was pregnant with my first child and it was very traumatic mm-hmm. because it was my first pregnancy. I think I was probably um, maybe like around 20 weeks in when I had these awful pains, Mm -hmm. awful, horrible pains, it was a fibroid degenerating. I don't know if you heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. It was like super awful pain. And I was really scared because I didn't know if the baby was going to make it and all this. And I had a midwife at the time. I had to change doctors, go to like a Mm -hmm. (laughs) hospital. Mm -hmm. So the fibroid thing is, is I'm really feeling everything you're saying. Yeah. (laughs) Cause I have fibroids too. But um, so I ended up having to have a C-section mm-hmm. uh, with the baby because uh, it was my fibroid is like a nine centimeter. It was blocking the exit. So I couldn't have like oh, a my word. natural Bless birth. But um, but so, yes, I, I'm like really surprised at how f- common this yeah. is. Like so many women are impacted by fibroids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like my my mom, I, my grandmother. I just recently found out yeah. that my uh, my husband's mom had fibroids and one of her good friends and i'm just like wow these are these are everywhere but people don't really talk about they don't they don't and and it's funny you say that because i remember when i first when i was first diagnosed with fibroids i the memory of my mother passed in 2003 And so before I discovered any of this about myself, right, about my body, my reproductive system. And so I remember just trying to talk to like her, her, her ex, you know, like try to talk to my dad, like how, because she had a hysterectomy. I remembered she had had one, but no one could tell me why. No one could tell me my father didn't remember, right, (laughs) from, Mm -hmm. and they weren't, they weren't married when it happened. Um, when she got it and so he didn't know and her her partner came along after the hysterectomy so she didn't have a didn't know and so I remember just thinking I'm so alone in this like who do I even talk to how do I even you know and then like you said I come to talk to other women and uh, not in my family unfortunately we have a small family but um, and my mother was adopted. So, you know, I can't even mm-hmm. tell if it was hereditary, right? Like mm-hmm. what's hereditary and what's diet or what's, you know, there's so many theories. And what's crazy is that, you know, I constantly had doctors telling me, um, well, uh, you know, it's more prominent in black women and, but we don't know why. And we don't know where all these are. So of course, the first thing that they tell is, you know, suggest is a hysterectomy or is surgery, a myomectomy or whatever the case may be. And they literally told me, well, you can go ahead and have, um, you know, have this one removed, but they're just going to keep growing back. And it's like, no one knows, like, no one, all these doctors and no one knows. And there are plenty of theories as to why no one's researched this, but we're not going to go into all of that right now. Mm-hmm. But it is important. I say all of that to say, I think it's so important for women to talk about what is going on with their bodies, with one another, 
in 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 a public forum like this right on podcasts and interviews wherever we can get the because so many of us go about this thinking they're we're alone Mm -hmm. in this and like you said here you have you know mothers and grandmothers even who have gone through it and they're not talking about because they don't talk about private matters quote unquote here we are suffering and struggling and we don't have to (laughs) Mm -hmm. we really don't have to and shouldn't have to yes so you actually, you actually had a myomectomy. Yes. Right. Yes. Two pounds and, removed. Wow. Yes. And it was much like a C-section. This was back in 2011. Mm-hmm. I did. Wow. Yep. Yeah. And then, and that's the other thing. So you get the, what the doctors are saying, okay, well get this removed mm-hmm. and then they're going to grow back. Yep. And so you're supposed to go, but keep coming back, that's, you know, yeah. for, and, and the C-section is serious. Yeah. That's something. Yeah. It took a whole, the whole six week, six weeks out, like as if I had had a child and have yes. no babies to speak of. <laughs> yes. It's terrible. Well, you know, so after changing your diet, mm-hmm. I mean, it's been years mm-hmm. and, and I know like with my, my sister, one that she said, one of the things, one of the symptoms, like she, hers were so large. She, she said she could lay back yeah. and like, she could see them. Yes. Yeah. They were that, that large. Um, so, and there's, so as you've moved along, you have, you know, over the years mm-hmm. since you switched your diet, your cycles regular and mm-hmm. you've lost the weight, mm-hmm. you are not fighting with excessive weight. And that's another thing too. I've read is just being overweight can yeah can make your fibroids worse yeah yeah uh i have heard that as well um <laughs> and it, it and it's a terrible it's a terrible cycle right <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because right. you know like i said i i i'm over here i'm feeling winded i'm feeling weary you know i'm i'm low on energy i'm living this life so here i am beating myself up about being out of shape thinking that's what it is and so because of that i'm not working you know you fall into this depression in my case you know you're a level of depression to where you don't feel like working out right or you can't or you don't want to and and so but here they're like you need to lose weight because it's helping you know it's feeding fibroids the extra weight is helping to and so you go into this loop into this loop for years that will keep you down and keep you yes. from healing in the ways that you need to heal it's it's a terrible situation you know how many times do we get defeated and discouraged and give up on eating well right right it's easy to do well i and, and i was reading too that not only did your cycles improve but you had high blood pressure before yes yeah, I no think, longer. I think a lot of that was also um, stress. I think a lot mm-hmm. of that was stress. But you think about you think about the way your body works, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we we our bodies are meant to heal themselves. Not that we should not go get right help right. when we need help, right? Mm-hmm. But. Um, even now, I will say this, and I'll let you all, I'll let your listeners in on a little secret. I have backslid, okay? I'm not vegan right at the moment, but I make this point because it just it just puts greater emphasis on the fact that plants did, in fact, change my life. And I'll say this. I Another benefit that I found to having to live in a plant-based life was that I never had allergies for four years. For three and a half, four years, right? I didn't have, I, I, let me say this, before I adopted plants and began uh, adhering to a plant-based diet, I had allergies every, like once a quarter, I would get sinus infections. Like there was constantly like a fight with my allergies and sinuses, right? There was always, you know, the morning hacking and clearing out of mucus and all of those things, right? Literally Mm -hmm. the whole time that I was plant-based, I didn't have any headaches, the high blood pressure went away as I, as we as you mentioned earlier the high blood pressure went away i didn't have any um allergies literally for 3 years if i had a headache it's like my body would i could drink some water i could take maybe a little uh, frankincense oil right use some essential mm-hmm. oils and it would clear up it would go away 
And I realized that this is because my body was in a better condition to be able to fight the things that were right, that were trying to ail, that were ailing me, that were seeking to cause harm. It's as if my body could uh, naturally fight back and do what it was supposed to do. Since I have in the story of how I ended up backsliding, I chuckle about it, but <laughs> we're bringing it back. The uh, I ended up traveling for work and I'd find myself in places like Covington, Kentucky or, you know, up upstate New York, often, you know, working, for, traveling for work. And it was hard to travel and learning how to travel and remain plant based in places that didn't have a robust vegan life, you know, vegan community was difficult. So I would kind of have, you know, just to make sure I was eating enough, I would add, you know, eggs to breakfast, or I would add, you know, seafood if I'm at an event late at night, because I work in fun benefit fundraising, it's a whole thing. So um, I but what I noticed is when I started implementing, like allowing even just the smallest bit of animal products back into my diet, the allergies came back the sinuses came back. My skin literally reacted in ways that I had never experienced in life before. It's like my body after, you know, nearly four years of eating nothing but plants, my body was like, wait a minute, <laughs> mm-hmm. wait a minute, ma'am. This isn't what we do. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I say all that to say, it's really interesting to, as you get to know your body again, all of this is, you know, it's not just about changing a diet. You really get to know yourself in a way that you didn't know before you start paying it. Once you eliminate things from your body, you start, you will notice the difference it makes when you put them back in. And so the whole thing is a matter of, I really think that it's a, and I'm sorry if I got all the way away from your question, but um, I really think that it's, it, it is important for people to understand that your life with plants will show your, show you, you know, the ways that your, your body works in the way that it can be uh, at its best and the things that you can do to make sure that you are living your optimal life. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you'll know when you're not. Yes, yes. It, it, it is, <laughs> that is a good point um, that if people do slow down and just kind of pay attention to their body, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, I'm just, it stumps me when people continue to eat things over and over again that they know makes them sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like if you... Yeah. If you know that you have like a dairy intolerance, but you're still eating ice, right. like full fat, you know, full milk, yeah. real milk ice cream, but it makes you sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go into that too much, yeah. but that <laughs> I I don't. That's one thing I don't really understand. Uh, yeah. So I, I like that you made that point. If we just kind of listen to our body, not just. Not just say, oh, this is making me sick. I'm going to keep eating it. But, you know, hey, yeah. if your body's saying that this is not working out, try something else. Yeah. And now, and Absolutely. nowadays, there's like the the dairy substitutes are so good. Like so the good. ice cream, yeah. you don't, it tastes the same to me. It does. Yeah. I honestly th- cannot tell the difference. I honestly cannot. And my husband, again, using him as an example, even before I was ever considered myself vegan again I had already kind of left dairy alone there was still cheese because back then cheese you know the 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 plant-based options weren't as as as, uh, abundant Mm -hmm. as they are now but um what I I bought somewhat tofuti ice cream bars uh no sandwiches ice cream sandwiches Mm -hmm. and my husband murdered the whole box (laughs) Because he, he's a sweets guy. He likes yes. the sweets, right? So he he killed him. And um, I told him, I said, you ate, how are you going to eat all my ice cream? And he was like, what you mean, your ice cream? You buy? I said, well, sir, this is, you know, and I told him what it was. And he's like, no, it's not. It's vegan. And I was like, yeah, no. Look, and I went and like got to the box him. from the trash or whatever. And I said, tofuti, what do you think that means, right? He's like, oh, man. And he... I make that point to say you cannot tell the difference. Yes. You can. Yes. Yes. 
a lot of it's really really great yes it <laughs> is it is it is and i was like the cheese person like i couldn't imagine life without cheese and the cheese options they have now like because i had i was fine like just not having like the cheese substitutes i was fine just using like nutritional yeast but now they have all these different cheeses on the shelf it's just like and they're really good i mean we don't eat them all the time because you know we're not really into that so much but when we do want to have something like that it's available so i'm just like why y'all eating the cheese when it's making if you can eat something else yeah that won't make you there's a better option yeah yeah yeah. you're right (laughs) (laughs) you're right again and you know what and even my niece I have a niece who is uh, 19 and uh, she's exploring plant-based options and you know again it goes back to my point of make the best choice out of the available options right so if you have if you and she's living that life if you have the choice between regular cheese and and plant-based cheese because they are both in this house Mm -hmm. (laughs) she opts for the plant-based cheese now so, yeah, and, and we all just have to make that that decision with every meal. So now with the I know uh, I know you talked about uh, the the program, the book that you had before. Yes. Um, they talk mm-hmm. about estrogen, mm-hmm. estrogen dominance. Is, yes. it, is that what it's called? And then there's yes. like certain foods that mm-hmm. that you can yes. eat or or avoid that can kind mm-hmm. of either help or not. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, I, I have I think I have that. I think I have one of the books you were talking about. Mm-hmm. But and, and it's just like a list of things that that you can eat and certain things you should avoid. So mm-hmm. how when did you stick with that? Like, did you actually go through with that? Ooh. or? I did for some months. I think I was I was able to maybe for a full year. I was able to kind of adhere to that. I was uh, working from home and could take if I needed to go out on site somewhere. I could take food with me because I was still local. So it it worked out right. Um, so yes, I I think you're referring to the fibroid elimination Bible. Yeah. And uh and it is and it is there's a whole list of foods that are considered phytoestrogens. Mm-hmm. So they mimic estrogen. Um is the idea or the ways that our body processes things like meat. Um the it it, it the idea is that it um creates uh it mimics estrogen in our bodies that creating the excess right the excessive uh Mm -hmm. uh, estrogen which is what feeds fibroids which is what these this particular um circle of doctors and people uh and and chefs what they've determined are uh, uh feeds fibroids so the idea is that soy being like the number one no no right soy Mm -hmm. is and we've we've learned that over the years i've even known some men who doctors have told them look lay off the soy milk right you need to find Mm -hmm. an almond option this is we uh one of my husband's best friends noticed his voice was changing because Mm -hmm. he drinks smoothies you know he's a fitness kind of guy so he's always making his smoothies and he was using soy milk all the time you know multiple times a day in his food and in his smoothies and whatever the case may be and and found that oh and i think he was even trying to do some uh uh uh, plant substitutes plant-based substitutes but they were soy and he didn't know that they would have the impact that they did and he literally noticed his voice cracking as if he was changing like like when he was 13 and Uh so he's like what is going on so he's thinking that he's constantly you know he's got a an issue you know, with allergies going on and he mentioned it to his doctor and the doctor was like, Oh, actually, you know, they were discussing what he eats and so on and so forth. And, and somewhere along the line, it came up that the doctor was like, no, it's the soy Mm -hmm. (laughs) estrogen, estrogen in the soy. Like you need to cancel that. And Mm -hmm. he said, once he stopped using soy milk and moved on to one of the other plant-based options or found almond or something, you know, probably, Mm -hmm. I think it's what he went with. He said is it went back to normal. His voice went back to his adult. (laughs) Wow. Normal adult (laughs) life. So we don't think about the things that we consume and the ways that they show up. We're not scientists. You know, the the, the lay person doesn't know these things. 
So mm-hmm. we're, it's this is why it's important for us to, again, have these conversations. And then, you know, we have to, from there, go and learn to un- what questions to ask and how to unpack these uh, findings and and apply the, the, the solutions to our own lives. Yes. So what would you tell yourself at the beginning of your plant-based journey that you didn't know then, but you know now? Hmm. Wow, that's a good question. Uh, what would I tell myself at the beginning of my plant-based journey? It's worth it. It's worth it. That it'll get hard. That life will evolve. And it will still be worth it. Um, again, I wish that I had done better at learning how to travel with travel as a vegan or travel with food on, and by traveling, I'm talking about air travel. Um, cause if I'm road tripping, life is fine. Right, I, I can take, yeah, I can pick up, right. what, pack up whatever <laughs> I need to do. I make sure I book a hotel with a fridge. Like I, I knew how to function then, but the flying, I wish that I had, uh, I wish I would tell my would have told myself, look, you'll be you'll be traveling nonstop (laughs) in the next couple of years. So you need to learn how to do this now. I got spoiled with working at home and being able to just stay and prepare food all day. But it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Yes. Yes. Because and you're right, because if you're doing a road trip, because we'll we'll pack up a whole Mm -hmm. cooler full of of stuff (laughs) with us. But when you're flying, you have so only so much space. Yeah. Yeah. To pack things. Yes. So, so yes, that can be difficult. Yes, ma'am. So what advice do you have for anybody who's sitting at home and they're thinking, I don't know about, (laughs) that sounds good, but I don't know. I don't know. Or they might be struggling Mm. through the process. Um, I just want to encourage you all to anyone who's listening to just allow yourself the space to grow. You have to be gracious with yourself in, in, in whatever journey you're on and your, your food life, right. is <laughs> no different. Um, a lot of us were raised to kind of eat the same thing and do the same thing, right. Thanksgiving. I know a lot of times people are like, well, we eat the same foods every year, right. Mm-hmm. When we're with the family, Christmas is coming up. We'll all have a Christmas ham. We won't, but, but you know, homes will have Christmas hams and the normal American tradition, but there's so much more. So I encourage, I want to encourage everyone, anyone who may hear this to be open to exploring flavors, to exploring new foods, to um, learning about the produce at the grocery store, right? When you go into mm-hmm. the grocery store, take time to go and take a look at the produce and research. We have the internet at our fingertips. Don't be afraid to try something new. Mm-hmm. Do not be afraid to try something new. Even as, if it's something that when you were six and seven, you swore you would never eat again, <laughs> right? I I hate Brussels sprouts. You may not hate Brussels sprouts. You may have hated them the way your mother made them. You may have hated them the way your father made them, but you may actually like Brussels sprouts. So try them out. Try them out and uh, and find what works for you. And again, be gracious with yourself as you are on the journey. Yes, that's good advice. What? Do you have any, uh, like, as you were getting started, did you have any, like, favorite resources, books, or documentaries, Ooh. or websites that you would visit that, that you could share? I found myself all over the place. Oh, my word. Let's see. Let's see if I still have things in my phone. I think. Um, Instagram. Instagram. Really? Yeah. I found that following, um, taking the time to follow vegan hashtag, like hashtags were really mm-hmm. helpful. And from, cause from what you'll find is that from there you will, uh, find recipes. You'll find people who are posting about the thing, you know, the things that you like. That is the easiest way to find your your tribe, if you will, right? To find yes. your community of people. Um, 
you can and and I literally will find uh, things and uh, save. I have a little you on Instagram. You can bookmark or save posts. And I have one for food. And so I know if I want a particular flavor, I know I can go to that uh, tab that I've saved where I've saved this information and I could go find, oh, I saw this one really great noodle dish. Let me go, right? Go back and find it. Um, and from there, you will find authors. You will find the websites. Um, I have, oh, Oh, she glows. That's one of my favorite cookbooks. Oh, yeah, she is. She. <laughs> I yeah, can't think of I her think name, was, right? Uh, Angela Lydon, I think that's her name. That does sound like it. Oh, that that <laughs> thing has helped me immensely. And because her recipes are so great, it's really helped me to keep my husband engaged in dinner right <laughs> to keep him um and kind of yes, help that's a big yeah. thing yeah yeah so it's been that's been a way that i've been able to find recipes that were still hearty and still gave the uh the the feeling that that you know people want when it comes to dinner <laughs> yes yes so you have you have an awesome testimony and you know changing your diet and all the impact that is made that it made mm -hmm. for you mm -hmm. like you lost you, you lost what six over 60 over 60 pounds, pounds. yeah yeah yes you your cycles regulated mm -hmm. your you your your blood pressure yeah. was good your allergies what's the next thing you hope to accomplish in health and wellness <sighs> wow that's really good um one of the things that i've really had to learn is the importance of nutrients, right? So mm -hmm. we, uh, what I found, again, when I was traveling, one of the first things that I found was that, okay, because I was trying to be so particular about, you know, following an anti-estrogen diet and following a plant-based diet, making sure that I'm getting adequate nutrients. And that is... I don't want to say a whole other monster because it's not it's not a terrible thing, but it does take getting to know yourself just even more intimately. Yes. If that makes sense. Yes. And so I think that my goal now is to make sure that I find the right supplements, that I'm taking the right multivitamins, that I'm eating the right foods to make sure I'm getting enough iron. Right. To to mm -hmm. to find that balance. Um and so, yeah, I think that's my goal right now is to make sure that I am finding uh, the right nutrients that will carry me one, carry my energy through today to make sure that I'm eating enough. And again, finding the supplements and the and the things that will help to uh, move me along as I'm on the journey. Um you know, vitamin D is something that we we need to take, right. uh, particularly yes. as black women. I know that is something that we, we, I'm typically we're typically low on. Um, mm -hmm. I make sure that I, I was sitting in the sun today. I make sure I get in the sun uh, right. for that reason. Yes. Uh, it's cool out, but the sun hits my front door <laughs> perfectly at like yes. 3 p.m. Yes. So <laughs> I mm -hmm. make sure it's especially during the winter months because seasonal depression is real that I yes. get myself in the sun and just that I'm, I'm, I'm making sure I'm getting the vitamin C and that I'm getting the iron that I need and the magnesium. Um, there are a lot of nutrients that a lot of us don't ever think about. And people, mm -hmm. you know, one of the questions that people want to ask us most when, when they find out that we're plant based right. is, well, where do you get your protein? Well, y'all wasn't worried about yes. my protein before. Okay. So don't, <laughs> you weren't asking me this when I was eating, you know, Wendy's every, every week. Right. Yes. <laughs> Starbucks every morning or Hardee's every morning. You weren't worried about my protein uh, when I was obese. But, <laughs> but no, these are all things that we as individuals definitely to make sure that we are, um, that we're doing and that we're uh, paying attention to and learning about. And giving ourselves again space to to learn those things as we're on the journey. Yes, yes, that is mm -hmm. important, especially vitamin yes. D, vitamin vitamin D B twelve. Yeah. Yep. Yes, those are the things that vegans need to be mm -hmm. supplementing. Or if you're not getting enough sun, laying out in the sun as much as possible, 
that's hard for a lot of yeah, people to do. Yeah, I'm blessed <laughs> so, with this front door situation, like really. <laughs> yes, that is. That sounds it glorious. Is. Yes, because if, if you really can feel the difference when you haven't had yeah. enough. You really light. can. You really can. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. So how can people connect with you and learn more about you and everything you're doing? And you're doing a lot. You you have your own <laughs> podcast and you just started hosting a, a yes. new show. Yes. yes. So um, you can see it all <laughs> as I'm growing in this thing because, <laughs> goodness, there are a lot of things. Um, you can find it all at WeBeTheLight.com www.webeatthelight.com I'm on Instagram at ballheadqueen and on Twitter so if you want my daily thoughts join me on Twitter if you want to see how the week is going you might find me at uh, Instagram but you can find me everywhere on the interweb at webeatthelight.com yes and your website is beautiful it is yes thank you and is there anything else you would like to add that we haven't talked about no no I just I just Want people to to give plants a chance. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> give plants a chance. Give plants a chance. <laughs> give plants a chance. Yes. Yes. It will change your life. I yes. Promise. <laughs> I like that. Well, thank you so much for taking time out this week with us today. I really enjoyed talking with you. And I know people are going to be inspired by your story. Yay. Thank you so much. I thank you for the opportunity. And uh, yeah, I look forward to so much more from you all. Thank you. All yes, right. Indeed. Thanks again for taking the time to chat with us, Nina. When people start moving into this lifestyle of health, one of the words we often hear is journey. And we must know that it's not just a buzzword. It truly is a journey. And Nina, your story is a beautiful example of that journey. Everyone go to webethelight.com and tap into everything she's doing and give her some support. One of the big questions about uterine fibroids is why are they so common? I found out I have fibroids about five years ago during pregnancy. And when I tell people that I have fibroids, they're often surprised. They say things like, oh, I thought with a healthy diet, you wouldn't have that issue. We do strive to eat healthy. And I think my fibroids would be a lot worse if I didn't have a plant-based diet. But I do want people to be aware of the fact that the food we eat is not the only thing to be vigilant about. Our environment and what we put on our bodies also plays a role. So in today's pantry makeover segment, I just want to quickly raise awareness about phthalates so that when you're stocking your pantry and also your beauty and cleaning cabinets, please pay attention to what these items are made of and what they're packaged in. Phthalates are a group of chemicals that act as binding agents, and are most commonly used to make plastic more flexible. Phthalates are believed to be endocrine-disrupting chemicals that can alter hormonal balance and potentially cause reproductive, developmental, and other health issues. Phthalates are everywhere in our environment, in a wide array of consumer products, in our food packaging, cosmetics, nail polish, fragrances, Shampoos and conditioners, laundry detergents, fabrics, and home interiors. There are phthalates even found in feminine hygiene products and disposable diapers. Most exposure to phthalates come from eating and drinking food that has absorbed the chemicals. And phthalates may also be inhaled through vapors from fragrance, cosmetics, or cleaning products, or absorbed through the skin. Phthalates are so prevalent in our environment that it's hard to avoid them. But I believe that that doesn't mean we don't do anything. For our household, we do our best to reduce our use of plastics. For example, we replace our plastic storage containers with glass storage containers. And we favor food and body care products that are packaged in glass as opposed to plastic. We also take time to read labels on everything we buy. And we avoid items with fragrance listed. And we also don't microwave food in plastic containers. We actually stopped using microwaves a few years ago. The New York Times has a three-part story about the most dangerous toxins found in the average American home. I'm including that link 
as well as others in the show notes so you can learn more. Do you have a question or an idea for a future segment? We want to hear from you. Just send us your question through the contact us link on plantschangemylife.com. We love spreading the word about the benefits of a healthy, whole food, plant-based diet and want to invite you to join us in the movement. So make today the day you grab a Plants Change My Life t-shirt for yourself or someone you love. Check out our new colors and styles. Just visit plantschangemylife.com and click on merch. Your purchase helps us carry out our mission. You can also help by sharing the podcast with others, leaving feedback, and subscribing to the show wherever you listen. We truly appreciate your support. Thank you for listening into the Plants Change My Life podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please follow us at Plants Change My Life on Instagram and Facebook. And head on over to plantschangemylife.com for additional information about the show and the resources mentioned. If you or someone you know has a story to share, please get in touch with us at stories at plantschangemylife.com. Respect and always remember when you eat good, you reap good. Peace. Plants change my life. Plants change my life. Plants change my life. Plants change my life. Plants change my life.